0: Com. I hope today's episode will inspire you and encourage you as you fulfill the destiny God has for your life and fulfill your divine purpose in God's master plan. Thanks for tuning in. God bless. Well, who's having a blessed week so far? Woo! woo. Okay. Well, I got a good. I got a good one that time. <laughs> I see some faces that were missing tonight, so if you take a look around and you don't see somebody that you normally see, make sure you text them this week, give them a call, they might be sick, or who knows, maybe one of those things that they need somebody to, to give them a call, right? Right. Yes. Or give them a text, so. All right, guys, so tonight, the title of my mess. oh, let me do this first before I forget Online audience, hello out there. I am Pastor Brett, the associate pastor here at Next Level Freedom Church. Thanking you so much for tuning in tonight to uh, the service. We greatly appreciate it. If you're in the area, in the Jackson, Missouri, Cape County area, you're welcome to come down and join us at 1225 Old Cape Road, Jackson, Missouri. So, now that we're ready to go, the title of my message tonight is Unholy. We're going to continue on in our series where we've been in uh, Timothy, in verse 2 there. It says, "For me, we've read it a hundred times this last month or whatever, but for men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, and tonight we're going to talk about disobedient to parents, unthankful, and unholy. That's like 20 sermons, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. So tonight we're going to continue that series, and we find ourselves again looking at a society that wants to that that wants to destroy we're looking at a system that wants to tear down the very thing that can hold it all together which is the church which is the body of christ the very thing that can hold society together the very thing that makes uh, communities and things thrive makes them prosper if you really if you really dig down into that and look into it you find out that where the church is thriving and god is moving things are blessed in that area we can see it in our jobs, in different places like that, where you're free to speak your mind and you're free to uh, share the gospel in places like that. Great things seem to happen. So tonight we're going to talk about that, but we're really going to talk about what the system has been doing and what it's been doing to our children. And what this, we're going to talk about how what the system has done has brought us to where we're at, but we're also going to talk about where it really starts. And it doesn't start in the schools and places like that, so... We're going to talk about where it really all starts. So, has anybody noticed in the last, let's see, I'm, I'm 40 years old. And I could remember 9-11, the morning I woke up and I saw 9-11 happening. And I look at that point in my life and I say, man, things really changed. But then I look at people that are older than me and they can pinpoint different times in history where they can say, wow, things have really changed since they, this happened. Or you know what you know you guys know what I'm talking about, but that was a pivotal point for me where it looked like the nation and the direction of everything really began to change. So we, you know we see these things with our schools, right? Mm-hmm. And now they're trying to take a lot of the rights away from the parents in the schools. They don't want them to talk. They've even threatened you know jail time for doing and saying threatening things, right? You got to be careful what you say now when you go to school board meetings and things like that. So we've seen a system now. Tell our children that anything goes, but yet they come home, they're either in a home where, no, that ain't the way that it's going to go, right, and now you've got dissension in the home, because at school, they can get away with anything, but then they come home, they can't get away with it, or they've got a home and a school life that's exactly the same, right? right, and that's, they get out in society, and they think they can do whatever they want. So those are the types of things we're going to talk about tonight. But see, it's really this world, anything goes, and as long as it makes you happy, attitude, that they want everybody to have. Does anybody else notice that but me? As long as you're happy, it's okay, little ones. Mm-hmm. Run and frolic and do whatever you want. You, see, you can tell by me sitting up here with these two kids up here that we're just, just talking away earlier. I was in here trying to quiet them down or whatever. That's not the way that we run our households. You can't just get away with everything because there's no order. And when there's no order in something, what happens? Chaos breaks out. Mm -hmm. Chaos begins to break out. So, we're going to talk about all those things tonight. So, you know, I remember a lot of pastors, they'd always say, it all started when they took the Ten Commandments out. (laughs) It all started when they took prayer out of schools. And they're right. But, you know, I've heard it for years and years and years and Mm -hmm. years. And that's what I was getting at earlier. There's, there's That was before my time when they took prayer and stuff out of schools, Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. So there's pivotal points throughout history where we can see that the system, the world system, has came in, has attacked the church, and the church did nothing. Come on. Y'all know I'm right. Because if the church would have stood up and done something, Mm -hmm. then things would have changed. But we didn't. I mean... All the prayers and everything that was taken out of school, if people be, you know, kids can pray on their own. They can pray under their breath. I, they probably don't like it. But I prayed in school all the time, even though they didn't like it. At that time, when I was in school, we could even, I don't know if they still do, gather around the flagpole and have prayer around the flagpole. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they do that anymore. But we were able to do that. But things have changed so much. I see the stuff on you know, the news in different places, and I hear my daughter tell me stories about school, she was telling me a story the other day where this kid got dress coated because he was wearing a cat collar because he believed he was a cat mm-hmm. Oh that wouldn't happen in my house mm-hmm. Mm-mm. you see that's where it starts at home mm-hmm. there's things that start at home yep. we're gonna talk. I hope y'all are ready because we're going to talk. They've got our children so confused to the point that they don't know who they are. Miss Lisa talked about it she's not in here. She must have went over with the children. She talked about uh, you have to know who you are in Christ. That's the problem with the world is most people out there, they just don't know who they are because they've never been shown who Jesus is. They don't know who their identity is or who it's found in. And see, they're taking that away from our kids. They're trying to take it away from us. And if we don't accept it, then we're all these different types of things xenophobes and homophobes and racists and all these different things if we don't accept it but see they're putting it into our kids when a little boy comes and says oh i want to be a girl or a little girl says i want to be a boy they encourage that and they say oh well then start wearing dresses or start wearing boy clothes or hey you can go to the boys bathroom or the girls bathroom things like that in schools are now encouraged in so many places Kids don't know who they are anymore. They don't know if they're a boy, they don't know if they're a girl, they don't know if they're both. Because that's a thing now, apparently. They don't know if they're a cat, they don't know if they're a dog. I'm sorry, but that's a thing now. They're putting litter boxes in schools. You see what the society, you see what the system is trying to do to our kids. Now we're talking about children being disrespectful tonight. Because that's what the scripture is talking about. But see, we're getting we're getting to a point so that everybody understands where I'm going, we're getting to a point. They don't know if they're gay. They don't know if they're straight or both. Do I use a toilet or do I use a litter box? I'm not being funny. I'm being truthful. Mm -hmm. Kids don't know these things. They are attacking our children on every single level. And our children are disrespectful to us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But we got to remember something, too. And it's something I got to remember. I'm somebody's child, too. How do I treat my mother? How do I treat my father? Because, see, the same system that's attacking my kids is trying to attack me in different ways. Mm -hmm. See, we're we're, we're all somebody's son or daughter. Amen? Amen. Amen? Amen. See, the truth should start in our homes, though. Right. It's got to start in our homes and not our schools. Right. Right now, my daughter is in sixth grade is being taught evolution. And she's coming home. With all kinds of questions about cavemen and all these so-called things that they have found, right? And she's got questions, Dad, how does this fit? And I'm like, it doesn't. So what is what is dad, what does Pastor Dad do? <laughs> I go get the books and I'm like, here, read. <laughs> you know? I give her an alternative. I give her another thing to look at to prove that the things that she's being taught. And it's sad because I hate to do this. Because she goes to school to learn. But then I have to bring her home and educate her. But that's my job because the truth starts in the home. It starts in y'all's home. And it doesn't matter if you have kids or if you don't have kids because you're an influence to somebody in some way. We need to educate ourselves. I told her, I said, put down what the book says so that you can get the right grade. I said, but there's nothing that says that you can't say, well, the textbook says this. But here's what I believe and put it in there. Plant a seed. You never know, right? right. So uh, its I don't want to say it's scary, but it's sad. And it is frightening to some extent because how far will this go? Great. How many parents aren't doing what some of us are trying to do? How many parents are just... Not even asking their kids, how was school? What happened at school today? Did you learn anything today? Who talked to you today? You know, yada, 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 so on and so forth. Talk to your kids. It is not the school's job to teach your kids the things they should be learning at home. If I let the school teach my kid everything, the problem is it's not just the school. It's the people and the children around my daughter every day that are teaching her things she doesn't need to hear. We should be praying that God would guard the hearts of our children and the minds of our children every day. And that's what I pray every morning. Because there is so much disgusting things in the world that my daughter will come home and say, Dad, I've heard this today, I've heard this today, and all these different things. Sick things. And I say, God, how am I going to raise this kid? How am I going to raise this child in this? And we we live in Missouri. Come on. We're not talking California. We're not talking Oregon or New York or anything like that. We're in Missouri and we're facing these things. I can't imagine what it's like in some of these other places. And I don't mean any disrespect if that's where you're from, but I'm just telling you this is a more conservative state. And that's just the way that it is. But these things are infiltrating our homes, our schools, and guess what? They're infiltrating the churches. Because there's churches that are bowing down to it. Amen. Proverbs 23, we're going to get in some scripture now. Y'all ready? Ready. Proverbs 23, 13 and 14. And okay, we're going to get, I might get controversial. Somebody out there, I don't know, but I'm just going to read it because this is a word and I don't have to defend it. It can defend itself. Amen. Amen. Do not withhold discipline from a child. If you strike him with the rod, he will not die. If you strike him with the rod, you will save his soul from shield. And we're uh, in the ESV tonight. I like the first one, though. Do not withhold discipline from a child. If you strike him with a rod, he ain't going to die. <laughs> now, if we break this down in, a, in the simplest form, disciplining your child is not going to kill him. No. Now, we're not saying beat your kid black or blue. I'm saying sometimes simple discipline will change a kid's life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm not a full-blown go-stand-in-the-corner-kind-of-get-that, okay? I'm not. Let's not go there. Anyway, (laughs) let's just say this. With my daughters, I have set them down, and I spoke with them, even at an early age. And I taught them the right thing, and I gave them opportunity. They get one shot. God gave me a chance. Amen? Amen. -hmm. They get it. They get one chance. Don't do it again. When they do it again, in comes the discipline because if you don't give them a chance to try to do it right a second chance to try and do it right then they're just going to associate every time they mess up they're going to get punished give them a chance to get it right and if they don't get it right you've already warned them i remember one time with my my daughter i said you could either you could either uh, get a butt whooping or clean your room she goes I'll just take the whooping dad. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I didn't want to do that. <clears throat> because we hate punishing our kids in any in any fashion. We hate it. I hate to see my kids cry. I hate to see them upset where, you know, you're grounded or whatever it is now. I don't like it. But we have to do something in order to get them to understand. So let's move on. Uh, it's what's needed. Like I said, I'm not saying we beat our kids. You know, it's it's we're we're just getting a discipline. I see kids terrorizing their parents. Wow. Yeah. I just seen a kid the other day that was just bawling and crying and, wah, 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 and it was over nothing. Mm-hmm. I don't wanna. I don't wanna do this. I don't wanna do it. I don't care what you say. I'd have yanked him up and took him back to the car and went home. That'd been the end of that. <laughs> You don't want to? We ain't gonna. It's as simple as that. They're terrorizing the parents because the parents, for some reason, have this feeling that I can't discipline this. I can't do nothing with this child. Yes, you can. Sit down and pray about it. God will tell you exactly what you need to do. There's too many parents and there's too many schools. They just think that they don't have any authority, that they can't do anything. Just let them run rampant. Do whatever you want. Believe whatever you want because, hey, at the end of the day, it's not my problem. They're going to grow up to be whoever they want anyway. That's not what the scripture tells us. Proverbs 13, verse 24. Whoever spares the rod hates his son. Uh Uh-oh. Uh-oh. But he who loves him is diligent to discipline him. Do you love your kids? Do you discipline your kids? Because it says right here, "Eh." but he who loves him is diligent to discipline him or her. Mm Mm-hmm. God tells us to discipline our kids so that they don't turn out the way many are today. It is terrifying the things that we see. Yeah. These kids doing. Yeah. I thought it was bad in my day when you know, you'd hear about all the gang violence and stuff like that. Now, they're just kids are raping other kids. Kids are killing other kids. They're doing it in the schools. They don't care. They're just doing whatever they want. And the school system won't do anything about it. And but it starts at home. Yes. Colossians chapter 3. This one's for the kids, but this one's for us too. Children, obey your parents in everything, for it pleases the Lord. Verse 21. Fathers, do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged. This is the scripture that gets me. I like to aggravate my kids. <laughs> And I came across this one day, and the Holy Spirit just like, wham, right upside the head. Because he you aggravate your kids on purpose. And I'm like, no, I'm just playing. He's like, no, I know you play playing, but you do it too much. Like, you take it too far. And I do. Mm-hmm. To the point where they get mad, and then I'm like, ah, oh, quit being mad. You know? But no, it, we don't, we get mad at them when they're like, dad, 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 dad. But then I find myself aggravating them in a different way doing the exact same thing. Where do you think they learned it from? Right? So this scripture's for us. Fathers and mothers, do not provoke your children lest they become discouraged. So we got to make sure that we're not discouraging, that we're encouraging, because they get enough of the garbage when they go out into the world every day. They need to know that when they come home, mom and dad is there. And my kids do know that, because they come to mom and dad. And they say, Dad, we're learning this in school. Is this Right? Well, let's sit down. Let's talk about it. We've got to do these things. So if we can do these things, then our children will be good kids. They won't be disobedient. If we can teach our kids right from wrong, if we can teach them the scriptures, then they won't do bad. If we can pray with them when we need to pray with them at night before they go to bed or before you send them off to school, if you're able to do that, then they're going to understand who God is. I told my daughter here the other day, I said, I'm so glad that you are experiencing The things of God at such a young age. I'm so glad that prophetic word has been spoken over you and we're seeing it come to pass. Because at your age, the older you get, the harder it's going to be. Because they're going to fill your mind with garbage every single day. And I said, now you know who God is because you've experienced him. There's no doubt in your mind that he's real, is there? She says, no. I didn't have that at a young age. It took me years and years and years to to even get to where my daughter is. She's experiencing things that i just began to experience in the last few years. She's doing it at 12 years old. Amen? Amen. Amen. And it's all because we raise our kids the way that we raise them. If you raise a kid to be in junk, they're going to be in junk. You raise your kids to know the truth, they're going to walk in the truth. They're going to go after the light. The longer we wait to act or move, the more unholy and the more unthankful this world is going to be. Well, what do we do, Pastor Brett? We're just one small little church. If you really believe that, then you don't know how big your God is. It's just one of us can change this whole town, this whole country. Just one of us doing what God tells us to do and walking and being that vessel. We can change these things. So let's talk about the unholy things taking place and how we can push back in a righteous and holy way. Amen. Amen. Throughout history, there have always been unholy people doing unholy things. Amen. 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 It's out there. It all started in the garden when Adam and Eve sinned. I see I didn't put all the blame on her, right? I made that joke one day, it's fine. But anyway, they both sinned. They both messed up. They both were acting foolish. It's all been downhill from there. So what about Sodom and Gomorrah? Terrible thing that happened in the Bible, right? There was more going on there than just sexual activity. Go study that out. You'll find you'll find some some interesting things out. People were out of their minds doing ungodly actions in that time. To the persecution of the early church, they were being burned on stakes, they were being fed to the lions, they were being beheaded. It's unholy. There's unholy things happening even till today, passing the laws that promote death instead of life. That's what we're dealing with today. Because all of the things that they're passing, the homosexual marriage, and then, you know, the, of course, the abort, the Roe versus Wade got overturned. Praise God. But there's been all of these other laws and all these things that they're trying to pass. It doesn't promote life. It promotes death. And that's where we're at in society today. So people are unholy. It comes natural. You were born and you came out crying. You were already throwing a fit. <laughs> You're already crying, you're already upset, you were already mad, angry about something because the dude smacked your butt, whatever it was. We come out that way. It's natural for us. We have to learn how to do righteous things. We have to learn how to do good things. But I guarantee you, when I came out and I got old enough and I started, you know, I, I did some stupid stuff as a kid. I, You know, I'd swing baseball bats at my brother. I'd smack him with belts. I threw a screwdriver at him. I wasn't a good kid. You know who taught me to do those things? Nobody. I just naturally did it because I got mad. Nobody taught me that. But I had to be taught how to do something good for somebody, to do something nice, because those things don't come to us naturally. Murder, rape, sex trafficking of adults and children, pedophiles, and the list goes on and on and on. These are all against God's law. There's, all for, there's forgiveness for all of that, amen, for what he did on the cross. But they're all still against God's law, and there are all these things that we see happening in the world today. And guess what, church? Here we sat. Here we sat. They're all unholy acts. So how do we counter it? How do we change a whole system? How do we change a whole society? Can we? What do you guys think? Can we change a whole society? Yeah. I believe we can. I believe we can make changes. I believe that we can do all these things. You know what happens? A friend told me this one time. Light attracts the bugs, right? You turn a light on, here come the bugs. It's the same way when we shine our light. We shine this light. We shine it bright. You know what's going to happen? All the bugs and all the stuff out there in the world is going to come flock into that light because they want the light. But when they get there... What happens to the bugs a lot if it's a bug zapper, they're, they're done for. But they come to the light because there's something that draws them into it. Well, for us, that's Jesus. Our light that is living inside of us, Jesus is that light, and it's shining forth, and we've got to let that light shine. And if we continue to do that, then all those bugs and all those insects are going to come. They're going to show up, and we can be ready for them. We can show them what holiness is. First Peter chapter 2, verse 9. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Amen. Verse 10. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. People don't know God or know about him, and it's our duty. It's our privilege. It's one of the great things we get to do is share Jesus with this world. But we don't do it. Why are we not doing it? I mean, we do it when it's convenient. I know a lot of unsaved people. but it ain't been convenient for me to walk over there yet. Oh, Pastor Brick, I'm telling himself so long. Mm -hmm. I miss opportunities every day. There was a time when you were unholy. And he showed you mercy. That's right. Yes, he did. There was a time when we were all in a hole in a pit in the darkest place in our life. Some of us more dark than others. Mm-hmm. And he showed you mercy. And his mercy is forever. And it's good every single day. So is his grace. It's sufficient. He is everything that we need. And he's everything that they need. He's everything that our kids need. And if we want to change what's happening, then we've got to come together. And I. Can I say something off. Sure. God's going to do something with this church. Mm -hmm. I know sometimes we can look around and we can say, well, where are they at? Where are they at? Well, where are they at? How come this? How come not that? And how come this? I'm telling you right now, God has got this thing going in the direction he wants it. And there is no mistake, and I'm not bragging on our church. I'm just telling you what's been spoken, what God's spoken to Pastor Trenton, what, guys, the same stuff that God has spoken to me and other. Devin has seen it. There's other people that seen it, and we're seeing it take place. There's no, that's the word I'm looking for. It's not an accident that you're a part of what God's doing here. There's going to be great things take place. And if we come together as a body of Christ here, we can change this town. Mm -hmm. And it ain't going to stop in Jackson. It's not. It's going somewhere. But see, the thing is, and here's the key to it all, guys we all got to be on the same page. I'm not saying we all got to be perfect, we all got to be on the same page. Mm -hmm. We've all got to be willing vessels. To do whatever your part is. Mine's to to be a pastor of this church. Yours may be to to be a member of this church and to fill in in places and do different things and bounce around. There's all kinds of things that's coming as we grow. We're going to need people. And that's what I want everybody to understand is we need the people we have and we need you to invite. Because God is getting ready to do something. here. We got to be ready for what's coming. Because we can change this nation not just us like-minded churches we can do this we were called out of darkness into light I'm getting close it doesn't matter how dark your darkness is he can pull you out of it amen Amen. somebody raise your hand and say amen Amen. I was in a dark place and now I'm out of it that's right I'm out of it I'm no longer a part of it Did did Pastor Brett pull you out? No, it wasn't him. Was it Pastor Tritton who pulled you out? No, it wasn't him. Was it Devin? No, it wasn't on No, it wasn't none of them. They were there. They were there. I seen them, but it wasn't them. It's something different. You see, I said a prayer, and they told me if I say this prayer, then God's going to answer it. And if God's going to answer that prayer, then guess what? He was the one that pulled you out of that darkness. He's the one that always pulls you out of that darkness. It doesn't matter how dark it is. He will pull you out. Last point on this verse, verse 10. It says, but now you are God's people. We are out of darkness. We're out of unholiness. We're out of that. Mm-hmm. Say, I'm, I, I am part of God's family. I'm part of God's family. I'm some of God's people's. I'm some of God's, <laughs> God's people. Amen. We are. Amen. That's what we are. He's called us to be that. He's called us to be his children. Verse 13, therefore, uh, 1 Peter 1, verse 13, Therefore, preparing your minds for action and being sober-minded, set your hope fully on the grace that will be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Verse 14, as obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance. Amen. But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct. Since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. 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 We got our work cut out for us. Scripture just told me, be holy as I am holy. He's holy. He has to be because it saved us. It saved us. Just as Jesus is holy, we must be holy in all of our conduct. Everything that we do, we've got to set an example to this world. Man, that's hard. It's hard, Devin. I ain't going to lie. I'm not that perfect pastor that stands up here and says, I've got it all understood and I've got it made. Y'all are a bunch of sinners. If you want to know how I did it, come talk to me later. No, I'm not that guy. I know Pastor Trent ain't that guy either because we're best friends. (laughs) <laughs> so, But that's my point. Like I said before, somebody once told me, he said, don't get up there and tell them your faults. They're going to think they can go do that. And I'm thinking, well, if they think they can go do that, then they're probably not saved to begin with if they're looking for a reason to go sin. Mm-hmm. Amen. Paul said he was the chiefest of sinners. Yep, yep. I know Paul went around telling people, hey, man, I messed up too. It's cool. Let's go talk about it. I'm sure he didn't say those exact words, but y'all know yes in other words guys i'm gonna break this down on layman's terms you ready for this I'm ready don't do stupid stuff <laughs> <laughs> be smart yes. think things through live the scriptures how do you live the scriptures Well, first you got to read them that's right you got to read those scriptures you got to live like Jesus did you got a little more than I thought Romans 6 22 and 23 then we'll be done but now that you have been set free from sin and have become slaves of God, the fruit you get leads to sanctification and its yes. end, eternal life. Verse 23. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. What has happened to us can happen to anyone. That's right. There's all kinds of proof sitting in here tonight. Mm-hmm. That's something we all got to realize. Terry, you inspire me. You do. Devin, from a little bit I know of your story, you inspire me. Anna, you you inspire me. The day you came to my house and, and told me a little bit of your story, she gave her heart to the Lord that day. I'm inspired. Because I'm experiencing people that I never thought I would experience. That have went through things that I know nothing about. But I'm able to look and say, wow look what god has done through them look what god is doing changing hearts changing lives i'm just a nobody that wants to serve god and he makes me somebody amen amen the gift is free for all to receive it's not just eternal life it's a better life that's right it's a life more abundant yes it is it's so much better It's so much better. The road that this world system has people on and has our kids on leads to death and a life of no hope. And that's where they want our kids. They want our kids with no hope. That's where the disrespectfulness comes from. They don't have anything to look forward to. So why treat you good? Why honor my mom and dad? They don't love me anyway, they don't let me do what I want. That's their attitude. Love your kids into Jesus' arms. That's the best thing you can do. And when it looks like they're going to do foolish stuff for the rest of their life, love them even harder. Because it's love that's going to get them there. It's not yelling. It's not shouting. It's not saying, I hate you. It's none of that stuff. You just love them. And trust me, I know it's hard. I went through something with one of my children. I ain't going to get into it too much. But it was just something that was unexpected that she had to go through. All I could do was just love her and pray. Mm-hmm. And guess what happened? God took over. That's right. And that problem that I thought was so big, it's not even on the radar anymore. Right. So we're here to show to those. I didn't write that right. <laughs> anyway, I'm, I'm going to skip that part. We don't have to be a slave to the system and neither do our kids. And that's pretty much where I'm gonna end it. We've been set free and we serve a God who is holy. So what we need to do is make holiness our lifestyle. Yes. It's gotta be your lifestyle. And that's something that I've really been learning. Is thoughts. You can't control them. Because they're gonna pop in there. But you can't entertain them. See, that was my problem. I'd entertain and entertain and entertain and entertain. But you know what happens when you say, no, I rebuke that thought. I'm not going to think about that. I want to serve Jesus today, and that thought is not godly. And then you go just start thinking about something else, and guess what happens? You you just go on to something else. You forget you ever thought about it. You've got to train your mind. We've been talking about that. You've got to train your mind. We've been set free. We serve a God who is holy. This is how we protect our kids. This is how we get things to change. It's by the Holy One who lives in us. Jesus. So I said all that to tell you, it's just Jesus. It's not you. It's not me. It's Jesus. We had a song years ago called "It's All About Jesus" that me and Trenton did. Don't ask. We're not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> I want to leave the online audience with this. You're faced with a choice. We all are. The world we live in, the only way it's going to change is if we come together and we do something about it. And the best thing that you could do right now is give your life to Christ if you haven't. And it's simple. And I really don't know how to explain it, Pastor Trent, because it's not a prayer. People always say, well, say the sinner's prayer. But it, it, it's more. It's, it's so much more than that. It's just, it's, it's you just basically acknowledging you need him. Yeah. Jesus, come in. I can't do this without you. But we have this prayer that we go through because we sometimes we don't know how else to do it. And people that don't know Jesus, they, they don't know how to pray. So we pray with them. So I'm just going to pray with you. And you can repeat this after me. But I want you to understand, spend some time with God seeking him. Let him prove himself to you because he will. And it's as simple as this. You say, dear Jesus, I know that I have sinned and I know that I need you. I ask you, Lord, to come into my life. Be Lord of my life. I acknowledge that you died for me and that you rose three days later for me. Come and be Lord of my life. In Jesus' name. if you said that and you meant it I believe you're a new creation in Christ but this is the beginning of your journey it doesn't stop now, it's the beginning now is the chance for you to do something with your life give it completely over to him stop all the foolishness that you're doing stop your cussing, stop all the running around stop all the boy chasing and girl chasing and all of that stuff and you just say, Jesus what do you want me to do for you today get a bible read a bible get into a church And get baptized. Find a church that's teaching the gospel and get into there. So with that said, guys, if you need any other additional help, you can check us out at nextlevelfreedomchurch.com. There's email addresses and things on there that you can get a hold of us here at the church. All right, guys. Thank you and God bless.